It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 7.07 on a Saturday morning, 63 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape and today with your lawn. I have lawn expert Ashton Ritchie with me today. Ashton worked for the Scotts Company for... Oh, there you go. A be long careful. time. Uh, An extremely nine, long time. 1973. Wow. But, uh, but for extension service prior to that. Yeah. So... Well, I started the Extension Service in 1973 myself, so we both have very parallel yeah, I started with careers. Extension in 1971 up in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And ever since then, and then you retired, and now you're just sort of lagging about the house, and occasionally your wife kicks you out, so you she go says, do radio with She Walter. says, get on down there and see my friend Walter. Yeah. She said, you've been hanging around here too much. Go on down and see him. And I say, well, Walter only lets me come down twice a year. I'm afraid you'll take over my show. <laughs> oh, people people want to know No one can take over Saturday. your show. I'm just thinking, Ashley could answer that so much better than me. Speaking of that, Ashley Richie. Yes, sir. Earlier this morning, we had a caller who wanted to know how much fescue and rye he should mix together to put on his lawn. And I, well, I'm not going to tell you what my answer was. Oh, mi- mix what together. Is, what wow. is your answer? He said, for my lawn, I put rye down uh, in the in the fall, and I let it peter out in May. And then he said, Could, should I mix a little bit of fescue in there? Would that take on or not? What do you think? Uh, wow. You, well, you know, a lot of folks that, 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 that like put, to put rye down in the fall, they yeah. like the way it comes up fast um, and... And it's green during the winter. Looks yeah. pretty good. But yeah. boy, it, it sure doesn't like the heat. And I would think that uh, it would compete with the fescue. The fescue's going to germinate a little bit slower. Yeah. Uh, you know, the rye might start popping in like five days, six days, seven days. And the fescue might take t- seven to ten days. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, and, and uh, if you put the rye in too heavy, it's going to compete. And then the fescue will have a hard time getting sto- getting going. And the fescue can be green all winter if you just sure. put it in and feed it. I would just go with a blend of uh, several of the turf-type tall fescues that are blended together. And no rye. And no rye. This is what I said. Well, We're exactly parallel to each other this morning, Brother, Brother Richie. Well, you know, I think the, the, the answers that I know, <laughs> we are parallel. There's Good. a lot of answers I don't know. That That's why you're my gardening guru. We'll see Ever since I moved to Georgia, you've become my gardening guru. Well... You've been here a long time. Ashton, of course, lives down in Serenby, the sustainable community of South Atlanta, and has a great time down there supporting their theater and supporting their community gardens. You've got all those ten years and stores and all those houses built to sustainable. Uh, we've lived uh, we've lived in Serenby for ten years, and uh, we love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. 404-872-0750 is my number, and and Annie, I should say, Annie is here in Atlanta and joins us. Hey, Annie. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can we help? I have, I have a question about Indian hawthorns. Uh-huh. My son has some, and he wants to give me some out of his yard. And is it time to uh, dig them up now and plant them? What should I do? What should we do? Uh, my engineer this morning, Jason Byers, asked me that question just a minute ago. He said, I have oh. <clears throat> I have a peach tree, and he wants to move his peach tree around, Annie. And I said, well, Jason, you could do it now if you promise to water it. But he said, well, okay. can I wait a couple of weeks? Yeah, you can wait a couple of weeks. You want to 
get it done pretty soon, Annie, because I'd like, I like having the soil real warm right now. And the soil is terrifically warm right now, of course. But you got to water it between now and, let's say, November when it starts raining, we hope, in Atlanta. So you could move it if you needed to. If you want to wait a couple of weeks, that's fine, too. Okay, so it's best to wait a couple of weeks. That's what you're saying. I'm oh, okay. hoping it will rain. I am hoping against hope, Annie, that Kurt Mellis will come on and say, it is going to rain tomorrow. And, boy, I am going to be out in my garden doing all sorts of things when he says that. I know. I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we can't. We can't press too far into the wintertime because the soil will start cooling off, and we oh, need to get okay. some things done. I mean, it's time to plant vegetables, the fall vegetables to be planted now, fescue grass, like we are just talking to Ashton about. That needs to be planted now. Pre-emergence for your weed control, that should be done now. A lot of things we can't put, put off too far, Annie. Okay, and, I, and my knockout roses, can I cut them back, trim them back now? You know, I don't think there's a day of the year you can't prune a knockout rose. I haven't found okay. that day yet. All right. Okay. So thank you so much, Walter. It's my pleasure, Annie. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Have a good day. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Annie's place. And Brett is in Roswell and joins us. Hey, Brett. Good morning. Uh, hey, I Brett. appreciate your show. Thank you, sir. I moved here. I was. I had the same. I was a county agent in the state of Ohio, Bless and I'm moving. To, I moved down here to retire. Yeah. And I rented a lake cottage up in northeast Georgia, and uh, wanted to have you recommend an apple that I should get to to can or put up, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, the the kind of apples that we had up in Ohio were delicious, Macintosh, wine sap, that kind of thing. I want a little something with a little spark in it, <laughs> and I don't want to overload it with sugar. Do you got a recommendation, uh, you know, yeah. if I want to stop at an orchard on the way that uh, I can get some uh, apples and uh, enjoy them that, Bef- that have got that there, kind of a new – I'm not familiar with all the new apples that are around in Georgia. Before we get there, Brett, what county – where did you work in Ohio? Lucas County, that's up in northwest Ohio. I had a bunch of farmers up there. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, because he worked for Scott's in Maysville, Ohio, he... Yeah, I lived in uh, Delaware County for 34 years. Oh, I know Delaware uh, County, yeah. And I worked uh, for uh, Scott's over in in Union County. Yeah, down to Ohio State. Yeah, that was... uh, You mean... uh, You got some... The the Ohio State. We had to... Yeah, <laughs> you get some wild times with all those uh, all those county agents get together up alone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they can be very, they can be very dangerous. Yeah, I uh, I was good friends with Tom McNutt uh, there in, uh, oh, in Franklin yeah. County, and uh, yeah. Jane when That's when Jane when Jane yeah, replaced her. Sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I, okay. I knew you'd have some good memories. To, good to hear some Ohio boys down here. Uh huh. <laughs> got smart and got the hell out of there. Oh Brett, uh, oh Brett, come on now. All right, let's, yeah, let's, get, just, let's I, get I was just tired of the gray and the, you know, dreary. Yeah. You know, after Blade been born and living there for, you know, 50 years. Can I, you know? do I have time to tell a real quick Master Gardener story yeah, that uh, Tom McNutt told me? Sure. Uh, he was doing Master Gardener training there in Franklin County, Ohio. <clears throat> and uh, after they had gone through the training, they were doing some phone duty, and folks were, you know, the, the trainers, uh, like Tom, were listening in on the phone duty. And uh, this person, this, this new master gardener trainee, uh, had a question about uh, tomato plant problems 
where the uh, where the tomato is turning brown on the bottom of the pl- of the plant, something called blossom and rot. Mm-hmm. And she perceived yeah. she was looking in her book and told the lady on the on the on the phone that her tomato had psychological problems <laughs> instead of physiological <laughs> problems. Well, you meet all kinds of strange people. <laughs> psychological problems instead I of physiological problems. <laughs> Oh, Brett, let's get to your apple here, Brett, before we get turn around too much here. The answer is I don't have a variety to recommend to you because I think there are so many that it's just hard to keep up with which ones is the tartest. Ashton, do you off the top of your head know a tart apple that Brett would? Uh, you know, plant? I'm like, I think of Ohio, I think of Stamens and some yeah. Macintosh from up there. But yeah, I, that's but, what I would think. That's but what down here, think. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Do you go up to yeah. Apple yeah. Alley? Do you know where Apple Alley is here in Georgia, Brett? Up around no, I'm just going to go up 365 up yeah. to like uh, around Helen this yeah. week, this yeah. next week, and I figured I'd uh, stay out of trouble and see if I can burn myself on uh, with a hot jar. You know, go up there yeah, no. and and just ask at, at, at on Apple Alley in North Georgia. They have dozens of apple orchards and little stands by the road and things like that. That's where you go to find out what are the tart apples. And you taste one, buy an apple for a dollar and and taste it, and the ones that taste right for you, then buy a bushel of them and can them and have your apples there. But rather than saying this variety is always tart, because not always are going to be the same taste here in Georgia they might be in the catalog of apples that you buy online or from a nursery, I would find one that works well in North Georgia, buy a bushel and can them. Well, that sounds like a plan. That's yeah, because there's learning. a whole lot of stands up there. Yeah. App, but it's apple time right now, so... Be pretty good. Just, right. a, just a slice out of each one, Brett. Don't eat the whole apple. Just a slice. Don't fill yourself up. Yeah, I won't eat the peel. You just bite the middle of it and chew <laughs> right. the meat. All right, it's been a pleasure to talk to a fellow Buckeye and uh, Walter. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Brett. We'll listen readily. We'll, okay. see, you, we'll see you soon. Thanks for calling, Brett. It's 717 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Standing up and cheering September till the first of June. As you might surmise, there's going to be a theme in our music this morning. Jason Byers, of course, choosing our music. Well, I'll tell you, it will be themed along around Bulldog football this morning. You might not have known that this many University of Georgia football songs, but there are because we're playing the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this evening. Pre-game show starts at 4 o'clock. Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Clear skies today, high of 87, low of 62. More of the same tomorrow, high of 88, low of 63. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. And let's see here. Sam is in Oakwood and joins us this morning with a question about his lawn. Hey, Sam, good morning. Hey, good morning, Walter. Hey, Sam. I've had a quick question about uh, this pre-emergent. I'm about to apply on my Zorgia lawn. Do I need to water it in? After yeah. I apply it. Oh, yeah. It says on the label. Yeah, you got to water it in. Ashton, why do you water pre-emergence into the soil? Well, it activates the uh, the barrier, uh, the, the granules, and, and uh, yes, you do, do need to water it in. And it's not just a light watering. Um, if you can do like a quarter-inch 
half inch of water. Yeah. Which would be good because it would, you know, right now, as dry as it is, that would help get some water down deep into the roots. Yeah, put some cups out there, Sam, and turn the sprinkler on and don't turn it off until you've got at least a quarter inch of water in the bottom of your cups. All righty. Thank you very much. And I think Ashton said it correctly. If you don't water it in, then the chemical that's in the pre-emergent doesn't get activated, doesn't get spread out and dissolved in the soil. And so you'll have a lot of gaps and holes in places where it doesn't get activated, and that's where the weeds will come up in the wintertime. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it doesn't have to be done, like, immediately, as soon as you put it down. I mean, uh, you know, if you could time it with a rainfall, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to time it with a rainfall forecast, if yeah, you look at the 10-day right forecast, yeah. Actually, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> you and a lot of other people, too. <laughs> so uh, what would be the latest I can apply Ooh, uh, Mr. Ritchie, what do you think? Well, is September it, the yeah, if, if you, we we typically think it should be on now. Yeah. But the soil is so hot that right. I'm not sure that it, it, that, that it'll, some of these cool season grasses are are, are germinating. Down. Yeah, the bluegrass right. and some of the things. The you're annual bluegrass and some of the stuff you're trying to. They germinate when it's 70 and falling. I believe is the soil temperature. So you can look for the soil temperature in your area. If you want to, Sam, go to georgiaweather.net, the website georgiaweather.net, and they have a station near you, near you in Oakwood, that says, here's what the soil temperature is at two inches are right now. And I believe it's in the mid-70s and falling a little bit right now, but when it's 70 and falling, that's when you need to have it out. Now, if, if, you, if, if you're somebody who has been watering your lawn and uh, irrigating it, then, um, you know, I, I would say, yeah, get it down. Go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you all so much. Right. Sam, it's great talking to you. Thanks so much for calling. We've got, let's see, Michael in Ackworth. Hey, Michael. Join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, Michael. Doing great. Well, good. Hey, I've got a um, couple of questions for you. So I've got a backyard that actually is predominantly weeds right now. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm planning on doing is uh, going ahead and uh, you know grading the soil uh, that's there existing right now. Uh, having some screen topsoil delivered and then uh, putting uh, grass seed, either grass seed or uh, getting sod to lay out. Got it. Uh, the, the twofold question on this is that uh, I'm looking for something that's going to be low maintenance without an irrigation system uh, because this property is going to become a rental uh, okay. in about a year. Tell you what, Michael, what I'm going to do, I'm looking at my clock right now. I'm going to let Ashton chew on this mentally during the news break. I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll let Ashton think about it. What would be a good grass for Michael to put out, and when should he do it, and all the tips that Ashton has. All right, there we go. It's 727-27 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 736 on a Saturday morning, 63 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in whatever you want to do. Assisted this morning by my friend Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company. We are telling people what to do with their lawn, and we've been in a conversation with Michael down in Ackworth about when to plant his fescue. He needs a low-maintenance. Is right, Michael? You need a low-maintenance fescue for your rental house? Yes, sir. Um, uh, well, it's going to be a rental house. Uh, uh, this property has not been maintained for years. Yeah. 
Uh, so it is predominantly weeds. And uh, so I'm wondering, you know, do I need, before I get the topsoil delivered, uh, do I need to kill off the weeds and uh, get the topsoil tested? And then what kind of seed do I put down that's going to be low maintenance uh, for uh, tenants in the future? Uh, well, if it were me, I would kill off the vegetation that you have there. And, uh, and you can do that with, uh, with Roundup or one of the other cleanups. So there's, you know, ground clear, there's different ones. But make sure you're using one that will tell you that you can seed within five days after you put it down. Uh, there are some, uh, some Roundups that also have extra ingredients in there to prevent uh, further weeds from germinating, and you don't want one of those. And you don't want the okay. you don't want one with a brush kill, or poison ivy kill. Right. Um, it, but you know if, 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 if I would do that, especially if there were uh, the kind of weeds there that uh, were very persistent, and I would imagine that you know since it hasn't been maintained, that would be the way to go, and uh, and that would allow you to seed within five days, and uh, if you add your soil, and and I would assume since you're t- talking about fescue that you that you probably have a little bit of shade there. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got some shade, uh, I've got five acres and I'm going to be building in the back portion of the property. So I took down a lot of trees. I've got, you know, maybe one tree and I get about in that backyard area, I get, uh, probably about six hours of sunlight, uh, you know, pure, pure sunlight on the, uh, backyard area right now. Let me add something then for you, Michael, that I think is going to be important. If you put topsoil, if you add soil on top of the existing sort of untilled, unsoftened soil, that's going to be a problem long-term with fescue and sun, because fescue and sunshine is not really happy unless they have nice, long, deep roots that get down and stay cool and find moisture when they need it during the summertime. And if you just put a layer of soil on top of soil that has not been softened, the two, the interface between the two is going to keep the fescue seed from germinating and making nice, long, deep roots. So I'm going to add here that the best thing you can do to make sure you have fescue in the summer to survive and look good is to till that soil that you add into the existing soil that you have so that the two mix together and have a nice layer about six inches, eight inches, maybe deep, and that's where the roots will grow. Okay, and I was planning on actually doing that. Uh, This is going to be one of my fall projects. All right, good, good, good. So what what fescue does he plant, uh, Ash, and what kind of fescue should Michael get to plant? Well, uh, one of the turf-type fescues, which is basically what you'll get nowadays, and, uh, and I, I like the blends that have okay. uh, several of them together. Uh, okay. Uh, Scott's has several of them yeah. to choose Pike, from. Right, there's Pike's blend, has some. Rebel blend, Supreme blend. Yeah, yeah. and they'll blends. all be blends, and they will do better for you. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, I thank you very much, and uh, uh, you all have a, a great weekend. Go dogs. Uh, go yes, dogs. That's what we say around here. Go dogs. We go to, let's see, Bill in Marietta with his question about his Zoysia lawn. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning, Walter, and uh, thank you for taking my call this morning. Again, uh, a question on pre-emergence with the Zoysia lawn. Okay. Uh, The soil is quite dry, as we know, and uh, I have this hairy fleabane and nutsedge that predominate during the spring, early spring, and uh, what specific uh, pre-emergent would you guys recommend for us to uh, put down on this lawn? Well, with the nutsedge, because it's a perennial weed, pre-emergence will not prevent nutsedge, if that's what you have. Because that's just not what a pre-emergent does. It prevents seeds from germinating, and that's not what a 
what the uh, nut sedge is doing for the, what did you say was the other one, Bill? Fleabane. Fleabane. The hairy fleabane. Is that an annual or perennial? It's I, annual, isn't it? I, I think I'm you will get prevention from that. Yeah, yeah, I think you get a pre-version of that. But I'm, one, I, so. I'm trying to remember whether it's an annual or perennial. I think it's annual, and I believe in that case you can use halts. You can use the uh, Lesco 007, the Pike Crabgrass Preventer. All three of those would work. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. One more and, thing. Uh, now, 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 Bill, you said you had a nut sedge, too. <clears throat> the products that have... Now, Ashton, you're going to, I'm going to get confused here. It's either Carfentrazone or Quinclorac that's the one that does well on nutsedge, and I do not remember which. Uh, you know, I know it by the, the you know, like the ortho nutsedge killer, right, right, uh, right. a sledgehammer, you know, sledgehammer. S- sledgehammer. sledgehammer. The, the okay. bonite has one, mm-hmm. the sedge, we go nutsedge. Yeah, they show. do a great job on uh, sedge. Yeah. So look, okay. Bill, for nutsedge control, look for a product that specifically says this controls nutsedge on the label. Okay. So, again, Pike and Blue has one, uh, Ortho has one, and look for that specifically on the label. That'll help you to control the nut sedge. And, again, the uh, because of the dryness that we're experiencing and the heat, uh, we should probably wait for a while. You mentioned in the earlier call about a 70-degree temperature, yeah. soil temperature. Yeah. So we should be holding off for a little while. I wouldn't hold off too long. Are you, are, are, you, are you watering your zoysia at all? No, sir. Okay. No, sir. Uh, just very intermittently, uh, we do have a sprinkler system, but we don't use it very much. Right. So uh, we've had an abundant rain this year, which has been wonderful, but uh, not in September. So uh, I mentioned it. the website you can go to find what your soil temperature is, georgiaweather.net. If you go to that website, right. you can check what your soil temperature is in Marietta, Georgia, and tell you if it's 70 and falling, that's when you put the pre-immersion out. And Ashton has cautioned this morning, be sure to water it in. Water yes, it in after you after you. And I think, it, you know, even though the temperatures aren't ideal for the seed to germinate, I mean, if you go ahead and get your pre-emergent down, then you'll be protected. Yeah, for the weed seeds with yeah. them. Gail is in Dawsonville and joins us in the Lawn and Garden. Hey, Gail, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question about my um, dogwood tree. Sure. It seems to be uh, just covered with, like, a light white cover. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know this late in the season what to put on it to, or if I even need to do something this late. When you say a lightweight cover, tell me what you mean by that. Uh, it's just like a white light cover of a fungus, I would assume. Mm-hmm. On the bark, you mean? Yeah, no, on the leaves. Oh, on the leaves. On the leaves, it's probably powdery mildew. Oh, okay. Uh, very, so do I very do something common. this late? No, <laughs> basically no. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't want to waste, yeah. you know, stuff if I didn't have to. The powdery mildew is one of those <clears throat> diseases that's heavy some years and not so heavy other years. And the time to be looking and maybe treating for it is back in mid-June. Back when you first see little white spots on the top of the leaves, that's when to look for it. Since you know now what it looks like and it gets worse and worse and worse on the dogwood, just simply make a note in your calendar and say, check dogwoods for white spots next June, and you can determine then whether or not it's bad or whether you should treat or not. Okay. And on my yard, I put Scott's uh, soil conditioner down because our mm-hmm. our soil is not good when yeah. they planted the grass. Yeah. And it's Bermuda, but it doesn't seem to thicken up. No, I've got a lawn service and everything, and they just can't get it to thicken up. So I put Scott's 
soil down, but now I'm I'm thinking that I should have just worked it into the soil somehow. Yeah. Or start Airing, all over again. Every spring an aeration would be a good thing to do. Maybe put the soil down first and then aerate afterwards, sort of mix that soil in. So Ashton, when do you aerate? What do you think about aerating Bermuda? Uh, anytime it's actively growing, you can you can aerate it. And uh, the only thing is, uh, if you're putting down a, a crabgrass preventer, like if you have a service putting down a crabgrass preventer early in the spring, then you aerating after that would break that barrier and weeds could uh, germinate. So we'll talk uh, to your lawn service, find out when they're going to do a pre-emergent, do the aeration uh, before the pre-emergent. That would be that would be ideal. If you if, are you in full sun or has it got some shade? Uh, it's in parts. Full sun and parts partial shade. Yeah, the Bermuda is going to like the sunny areas better than it does the shady areas. Yeah. Okay. So, so one reason that Bermuda sometimes can be thin is if you uh, have shade. Right. Well, yeah, I realize that, but I just wanted to get it a little bit thicker. Yeah. Can I put a ten 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 down now? Mm. All right, Ash. We were talking about this a little earlier about whether now in the in the fall is the time to fertilize. Yeah, if, if you are, what do you if, think? if you've been watering, uh, then I would I, I would give it one more feeding. Um, it, but if the lawn service is already doing a feeding now, then uh, I'm not sure I would want to do one on top of what they're doing. But if they are not, then I would you know consider using a winter guard, a winter type lawn food, which won't give you a, as much of a umph. Our feeding burst as the ten 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 would, which helps it ease ease into the winter. Okay, all right. It'll protect the uh, stimulate the roots more than the top. Well, yeah, you, because it, a little bit of growth stimulation, is, as Ashton said, you don't want to give it a huge jolt of fertilizer right now, like ten 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 would do. <clears throat> so having a fertilizer that's more or less, uh, it's more water, more insoluble. Is what yes. word I'm looking for? Yes. More insoluble, more uh, not. We're not water soluble fertilizer. I'm trying to get my words out there. That's what you would use. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. Sure, I Gail. appreciate it. Thanks for calling. 404 750 is our number. 404 750 Particularly if you have a lawn question this morning, Ashton Ritchie here from the Scotts Company will be glad to answer your questions about lawns. Ashton, one more thing. We've got about two minutes to talk about this. This is the time to water Bermuda. If you're going to water Bermuda and zoysia, some of the warm season lawns, this actually helps them next spring to come back and to recover and turn green next spring. We've been so dry. Now. We've been so dry that uh, uh, if, if, if you hate for the, the lawn to go into the dormant time of the year uh, stressed yes, from, the, yeah. from the drought. So yeah. if, you can, if you can get a, a half inch of water, and you said earlier, put some containers at the iced tea glass or something, a container that's that's got a little bit taller side. I mean, you don't want to use like tuna fish cans where the water can splash out, uh, so it'd be hard to measure. But uh, maybe a couple of iced tea glasses. Sure. Run your sprinklers until you got about a half inch of water. That way, it's getting down deep. And that helps again. That helps the Bermuda, the zoysia, centipede, St. Augustine grasses to come back in the spring because you don't want them to go into the wintertime stressed already from drought like we have right now. Yeah, our, our new shrubs or trees that you planted this year, you definitely want to make sure, sure that they water they good. go into the uh, winter uh, well hydrated. It's 747 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Walter Reeves Lawn and Garden and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News Team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Walter. 
Well, I've had a piece of chicken. I've had a little drink. I've looked at all the girls, given one or two a wink. I'm sitting in my seat, radio to my ear. The star spangled banner, and the crowd's opening cheer. I've been waiting since last Saturday. See another one beat. Friends, it's time once again to let the big dog eat. It's time, it's time. to let the big dog eat. It's time. Big dog eat. We are here here on the University of Georgia Bulldogs today. Free game begins at 4 a 4 p.m. I should say here at News Talk WSB. Quick weather day, weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Clear skies today, high of 87, low of 62. Tomorrow, more of the same. High of 88, low of 63. Tomorrow, your full weekend forecast comes within 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Mary in Dunwoody joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Mary, good morning. Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary. I'm going to put Mary back on hold and go to Rick instead. Rick is out in Marietta and joins us. Hey, Rick, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Rick? Well, I have uh, several hosta that I want to move or divide and transplant. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if if that's the way to do it. Is can you dig them up and and divide the roots and yeah. and and spread them out that sort of thing? And, and is this a good time to do it, or should I wait till it gets much cooler? Do you need to do it now, or is there some reason you're timing it now? Or in the no, fall? other than than just waiting for the fall, if fall ever gets here. Yeah, right. So it's not like you're having an addition to the house that's being built. You have to no, move them no. or something like that. I just want them. I just want them in a different spot. You can do it in the fall when it rains, and you've got plenty of time between now and December to move the hostas. No big deal to wait till December. My own preference is to wait until March when those first little leaves from curling up out of the ground. I love doing it then because you can really easily see where the strong division points are in a hosta clump. And so, frankly, I wait. I wait until early March, and I see the little leaves coming up out of the ground. Then is when I dig the whole clump up, use a little serrated steak knife to go in there and saw them apart, and I get you know four or five plants out of one clump. That's a great time to do it in March. But if you have to do it now, there's no reason you can't do it in the fall between now and December. No, I just there's no reason to do it now. I just uh, I knew I did, did did not need to do it in the middle of the summer. Yeah. So if you can wait, go ahead and wait. If you want to do it now, go ahead and do it. But just, uh, you know, maybe after a rain now in the fall would be a better time to do it, Rick. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Great talking to you. Thanks for calling. Have a great day. Bye. You bet. You bet. We'll have Mary and Dunwoody in the next half hour. Mary has rejoined us this morning. Right now it's 7.57. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. <laughs> 